Hey, on today's episode, we are ranking the most important fantasy position. That's right. You heard me. The tight end position. All right. So listen up and see what Sean and I think about Kyle Pitts. Welcome to the Coach and Commish podcast. No, not John Gruden and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back to episode 107. That's right. We've been on the air for 107 times and you've listened to all 107. I'm sure. But, uh, you're here with the coach and commish. That's right. I'm Chris. That's Sean to my right. And today we are jumping into our tight end rankings. But before we jump into our rankings, we want to just highlight one of the greatest experiences of our podcast lives. We were part of. We were our, invited. We were invited. It was kind of cool. So the Scott Fishbowl. If you guys know the industry uh, stuff very well, podcasters, analysts, and even celebrities, and then super fans jump into the Scott Fishbowl uh, draft, which is for a great cause. He's a huge philanthropist, a lot of fundraising for good causes. Yep. But uh, it just happened. It was a Monday after July 4th is when all the stuff started going down. I'm literally sitting there talking to Rachel, my girlfriend. Yes, his wife is named Rachel. My girlfriend's named Rachel. <laughs> It'll be confusing. Yeah. So we were deciding on what to do with that day. We had both had the day off. And my our friend of the show, Jake Seeley, he texted me and said, hey, I just sent Scott you know, your info. I told him if he had any people drop out last second to get you guys in. I was like, sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, Rachel... I might need to be drafting right now. <laughs> and then I follow Scott real quick on Twitter. He actually talk, you know, hits me back up, lets me know you're on the clock. Yeah. And we jumped right into it. And the Scott Fishbowl is a completely different beast than any. Yeah, we learned the rules draft. as I've we were drafting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. I had the 102 and I saw McCaffrey sitting there. And I'm like... Tight end premium. So that's that's the kind of the relation to the episode here. We it's a tight end oh, premium, and yep. we kind of learned our lesson that you you, you try to take them tight ends early. And yeah, Kelsey went first. I did a little impulse thing. I'm like, I'm gonna get McCaffrey without reading the rules. And good old Sean, he's the commish for a reason. He once I told him what we we're on. When I heard I was on the clock, and those websites like MySpace, so I didn't know what the clock was. Yeah, a slow draft. Yeah, but it was it was my fault. Then double check when when Scott Fish says, "Hey, you're on the clock. You're gonna hurry up and try to make the pick without yeah. knowing you're not really holding anyone up." That's uh, all your fault. We have Christian McCaffrey fault. on our team. Too bad that and the QB <laughs> scoring and yeah, I think quarterback is where we really feel like we we missed out. Yep, on getting a QB and we too. had Cam Akers, so that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> this is July 23rd, and we took Cam Akers yep. literally a well, yeah, July. Like sixth or seventh because it was a slow yep. draft. Um, but anyways, we got to recover from that. Yep. So let's jump into the most important position in tight end premium leagues. And he's, yeah, he's making fun of us because <laughs> tight end is not the most important. <laughs> it, can, it actually can be, to be to be fair. if you Especially this year, more than ever, I think you need a good tight end at the top of the draft to really have a strategy that's going to win. If we get a healthy George Kittle, we'll actually have some fun with who's the best. We'll have some options. Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, no doubter, Travis Kelsey. He's not a tight end because he, he, he has stats like a wideout. Yeah. There's no argument there. Nope. Not much we need to say. He's Patrick Mahomes. I, I mean, it, it, I, 
He's his go-to weapon. I would yeah. say even over Tyree Kill, when he needs a play, it's it's, it's Travis yeah. Kelsey. And number two, George Kittle, coming off of injury that hurt him last year. Um, so value wise, I want to stop you there real quick. Just we we haven't done this in our QB rankings because um, QBs are a little more all the same. But I think we do need to delineate a little bit of the tiers with this. Oh, um, yeah, so you're right. when you're drafting, what can be helpful is to have what's called the tier based drafting, which is where you will rank your players or use rankings from somewhere, and you draft based on a tier. So if a Travis Kelsey is available in the first round, he's in my tier one, and he's all by himself there. So I will take him there, but. You may think, well, I need to grab another tight end because tight ends are going. Maybe I should get Kittle or Waller. Well, they're in the next tier for me. They're not They're not in that tier one. So if you hear us say tiers, that's what we're saying. We're saying they're similar players to where if I don't get the guy that's ranked at three and I get the guy that's ranked at four, it's not going to be a huge difference. Whereas right. if there's a tier break there, it could mean a big you know, point differential. Yeah, it means look at your other position, find your other tiers, and make sure you get So value. I just want to delineate that. I think for both of us, Travis Kelsey is a tier above. He's all by himself. He's worth the first round pick. Tier one, yes. And then the next two guys are, in my opinion, on a tier two all by themselves. Yep. George Kittle. Actually, let me see. Do I have oh. a second? I, Uh-oh. I may have a, yeah. Uh-oh. Just stay tuned. There may be, I may have another, a third in that tier two. All right. So George Kittle, to me, depending on how the quarterback position plays out, is still a safe pick because the tight ends are our rookie quarterback's best, best friend. Um, fully healthy. Kittle will actually give you close to Travis Kelsey numbers. Yeah. So I want to ask you here. You you have ranked him at third. What's We can kind of go into the discussion. Our next player is Waller at three. And I have Waller at three, Kittle at two. You have him swapped where you have Waller ahead. What what would be your – what's your argument for why? Is it just the injury concern? What's Why why do you have it's, Waller with one spot ahead? Like we said, the, a tier, you probably see them pretty similar. Yeah, but. pretty same. It's the, the usage from their quarterbacks. Okay. It's the if you passing volume they're going to receive. Passing volume. Carr is going to be a, treating Waller definitely as wide receiver one in that offense. Yep. To where with Kittle – I'm a little worried about Trey Lance coming into that offense. Okay. I can um, see that. How the targets might give him lesser yards and obviously lesser points um, in fantasy. So that's why I like Darren Waller up. Not much of the injury. I think Kittle returns great form. I like Derek Carr's throwing the ball to Waller more than Garoppolo or Lance to Kittle. And I have Kittle at two just because of the fact the upside. If I'm taking a player in the second or third round where you're going to have to draft Waller and Kittle – I want someone who has the potential to maybe even challenge Travis Kelsey. And I see that as Kittle, not Waller. Waller is a perfectly safe player. I absolutely would love to have him on my fantasy team, but I don't see a season where he challenges Travis Kelsey if they're both healthy. Well, so that's our, again, that's where my tier two stops at. But really, two and three, throw Kittle and Waller up to the wall. You're not going to go wrong. At number four, consensus ranking here, we have Mark Andrews the number one target in Baltimore. Yeah, I, you know, I'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, we're going to do a, a value, a sleeper, and a bust. Um, and he'll be somewhere in there for me. But I, I like him this year. I think people have gone a little too far on the hate. Um, he was a fantastic fantasy option two years ago and even had great games last year um, mixed in there. So I, I just think this offense is going to run a little smoother. They've got more. I think the better passing options that are coming in only help him. I think okay. if the offense is moving better, then he will have the opportunity. Him and Lamar have, you know, they just have this mind meld to where 
when he's looking for an option, that's where he's looking is Mar- um, yeah. Mark Andrews. And when you have him on your team, that's all you want Lamar to throw to. Yes. <laughs> um, at number five, this guy's got a new quarterback in town, but he's the only weapon coming back in the passing game, TJ Hawkinson. And this is your number four, so you can maybe debate a little bit on the Mark Andrews versus TJ Hawkinson. I just feel you know Goff can throw a little better than Lamar. Yep. And Hawk, little, very, this I'm gonna emphasize a little better, just a little better, <laughs> uh, and that's that's probably why. And you know, I Hollywood Brown and then Bateman, who they just drafted in Baltimore, are better options than right now what they have in Detroit at wide receiver. Yeah, so that's why Hawkinson is just gonna be more of a volume pit, uh, in my opinion. I just I like Hawkinson. I think he's a good um, he's a good guy to take your shot on. But I'm a little scared. I, I'm just trepidatious, not knowing what this offense looks like. I, I just have trepidatious. Yeah, I, have, I just have no idea what this offense is going to be. Okay, it's going to be bad. I think it's so. That's <laughs> that's kind of my reservation. All right. So at number six, somebody. It's been forever since I've seen a rookie tight end this high. Kyle Pitts down there at the ATL. Is he someone that you love? We both had him at six. Are we just listening to hype, or we actually think there's proof in the pudding? So he's he's one that is almost in his own little tier for me here, to mm-hmm. where he's got the potential so to be— So it's tier four for you. Yeah. Okay. He's got the potential to be a fantastic tight end. It's just they don't do it in year one, and they right. never have, and the best tight end seasons aren't even where he's being drafted right now. So he's a little scary for me. I, I he could break the mold. He has in all of his athletic ability. Um, yeah, he's just a beast. But I think the only way it happens for him is if he becomes the new Julio. Like he's got to take. I guess he would slot into more of the Calvin Ridley role, and Calvin Ridley would move up to Julio's role. But he's going to need to be like clearly the number two option for Matt Ryan, and I think that could take a little while to get going. But the options below him are gross, so that's why I have him at six. <laughs> All right, so now this is where it doesn't get as exciting. Yes, we're at seven, so the this top is, six is this, exciting. Bottom six, not so much. This is where, yeah, this is where I would say this is the point of my draft where I'm just waiting. Like yep. at this point, I'll kind of see if a value falls to me. I'm not going out of my way to draft a tight end. A Kyle Pitts is one where I'm probably going to let him pass by. So even before that, I'm just like, okay, I've missed the tight end boat. I'm going to be in the muck, yeah. and here's the muck. Here's the best of the muck. <laughs> Dallas Goddard. Now, they haven't talked about where Ertz is going at all, but let's just say Goddard is number one tight end over in Philly. We both have him at seven here. We think he will be – the problem with Goddard is we want him consistently giving us something week to week at the tight end position, which didn't happen last year. Can we trust that this year? If Ertz is gone, I think you can because okay. there's not a lot of passing options. Yes, you've got Devonta Smith now, but he's a rookie. It's going to take some time for him to get onboarded. Um, Jalen Rager didn't show us a ton. It's, he didn't. He's not like he's vying for completely the number one passing option in that offense. So it's there for the taking. Potentially, yeah. he could be the number one option for Jalen Hurts. Um, and if that's the case, then that gets you ranked up here. So okay, talking about murky things, Miami. Um, Mike Gusecki comes in at number eight. We both love him. We loved him last year, and we didn't get what we wanted out of him. But he still had a really good statistical season. 
Yeah, as the Miami fan, how I view this is it's it's kind of like I was saying with the Mark Andrews. The piece they're they've upgraded pieces, so I think the offense will move better, which will only be a better opportunity for him to score touchdowns, which is what I think you're drafting in Mike Kosicki. You're drafting a touchdown tight end. Like yep. you're gonna try to hope that he gets ten touchdowns on the season and can just explode for you. But he's not gonna be a high passing volume guy. Um, but I just like him as a shot. His athletic profile is up there with like a Kittle and a, a Kelsey. So if if they get it figured out in Miami, which fingers crossed as the Dolphins fan they do, um, then I think he can be a good tight end for you. Yeah. I, I almost see him as a like Kyle, prime Kyle Rudolph. That's end zone guy. Gross. i do not excited anymore. He'll catch everything, <laughs> but they're not going to throw to him all the time. Okay. All right. Tyler, Coming from the Vikings fan, yes. though, that probably was a compliment. I didn't take it as such. but it's, Yeah, but <laughs> fantasy-wise, it's not really a compliment. <laughs> uh, Tyler Higby coming in at number nine. Um, everybody likes him, but you don't get so excited. It's like getting that dress shirt Christmas morning, right? Yeah. Like, thanks, Han. Thanks, Mom. I did need an upgrade, but I'd rather get something a little more exciting, but I did need it. And when you need to fill a late round tight end and you see Higby on the board, you'll actually be like, Ooh, I got a good one because Higby is a good pick toward the back half of the draft. Yeah. I think here's where you're, you're shooting for potential. You're shooting for upside and he's one that presents it. I think we don't know what that offense is going to look like. Gerald Everett is gone. Kind of opens the door a little bit for Higby. We've seen him in stretches be fantastic. So why can't he do it again? Yeah. And this next guy at number 10 is Rogers dependent, but Robert Tanyan Jr. I didn't know there was a junior at the end of it, but Tanyan is extremely touchdown dependent. In my opinion, mm-hmm. he, if he's, if you're not as every tight end is, <laughs> it, it is extremely, but you're, you're thinking like, Oh, he's going to Rogers. He could be like a, a kid old Kelsey or Waller. Not really. He's not that guy that they keep throwing to to move the chains. Mm-hmm. He's just a phenomenal matchup once they get inside the 20. I like his athletic profile. He's another guy that's just an upside. If Rodgers plays, like you said, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, you know what? He's disappointed us many, many years. He's only <laughs> been in the league, what, two years? Um, so going to year three here. But Noah Fant, all the ability in the world. But because it's so murky here, there were some guys below the list that can probably produce better than him. But Noah Fant has to be better moving forward with better quarterback play. Is Teddy Bridgewater that much better than Drew Locke? I don't know. Who do you think starts? I mean, that's that's going to depend on this pick for me. Oh, if you're the, taking a Noah Fant, I want to know. I think Teddy's going to start, but Denver really wants Locke to try to win it. But he has to win it. It's like they want to prove that their draft pick is not a complete bust. But at the same time, front office needs to win ball games before they get replaced. So they're hoping for an Aaron Rodgers trade. And I'm going to say it's Teddy just because he's a lot better of a quarterback. So he should win the job. Yeah. But there is that he drafted Locke and it could happen that way. And I've gone back and forth here at number 12. I almost put Gronk in here. But I'm going with the Vikings. And this is if... The D.D. Westbrook rumors today aren't true. But if they don't get a true third receiver, Irv Smith Jr., yes, they love Conklin there in Minnesota, but I don't see him as they're going 12 personnel so much that like like bookend tackles there where they're both hand in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I think you can start seeing Irv Smith more in that wide receiver three role. What we saw at the end of last season could be a little glimpse of a top 12 
tight end. Again, you are if you draft him middle rounds, you must be a Homer Viking fan <laughs> or his best friend from high school because he really belongs in that fringe spot. Yeah, and I'll mention another guy here because that was Chris's twelve. Um, my twelve was Jared Cook. Jared Cook. It's funny because I, if you listen to the last episode, I dumped on Justin Herbert, um, but. I think that in this um, offense, Jared Cook has an opportunity. Hunter Henry was good for fantasy last year, mm-hmm. and he's going to step into that role. He was Jared Cook was good for fantasy last year on the Saints, so if so facto, he should be good. Um, yeah, it should it's, be. It's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Should I just, just think it's a, it's a place where there's opportunity and a tight end that's proven it to us before, and when you get down into the 10th and 12th round, that's what you're looking for. All right, so wrapping up the podcast here, last segment, sleeper value bust. Let's start it off with you. Your sleeper pick, who do you got? So for a sleeper, I'm going to go Higby. Uh, it's kind of the popular one out there, as Chris said. Um, but yeah, this offense has an opportunity now um, to pass it more with Cam Akers going down. We've seen Higby do this before in stretches, um, and I just think he's somebody that you can draft late and has the potential to get you that you know every week starter. Okay. Uh, my sleeper might be a homer pick, but Irv Smith could be a slow climber. I don't know if he comes up over the top 10 like a top 10 tight end but somebody that you can pick literally in the last round and be excited for how long would you hold on to him what, what would be your like say you draft him in the last round and it's been two weeks and he's just been sitting on your bench because you can't trust him are you just dropping him what's what's yeah. how long you think he's worth holding on to three to four weeks if you don't see him game planned in there especially if they're if the vikings offense is actually uh, just just rolling, just doing their thing, and mm-hmm. you don't see Irv Smith being a part of it, get rid of them quick because that means he's just going to be an afterthought and they'll just use a – they'll be glad to check down a Conklin at the five. All right, let's hear your value. What's your value? My value is TJ Hawkinson. If, mm-hmm. if you're looking for someone that has the potential to be right up there with Kittle and Waller mm-hmm. and not wasting some, draft some big capital, words there. Yeah, for, for like – like round six and above, mm-hmm. you can sit back in the middle rounds and steal a Hawkinson when you don't really feel like the running back and wide receiver depth in your certain draft is looking great. Yeah, he's going two rounds later than those guys, so yeah, you could get so a value there. That's a middle round tight end when you just don't love the the wide receiver running back depth or even the QB at that spot. When you're really uncertain and you see a Hawkinson at tight end, you could potentially get yourself, in our opinion, a tier two, so a top three tight end. And mine's similar. I have Mark Andrews in that spot. Uh, they're going five picks apart from each other. He's just a guy that I think once you get past him and TJ Hawkinson, it is the muck land, and I don't want to live in that. So he's somebody that I think at the fifth round, you can you can lock up your two wide receivers, two running backs, and then you can pick Mark Andrews and have a Really beautiful looking squad. I can't argue that. I mean, everyone likes getting him anyway. So, uh, okay, count of three. Let's say our bus pick. One, two, three. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because he's a rookie tight end. Yes. There's more than just go out for a pass in the NFL. Yep. They're going to use him on things that he probably didn't do in Florida. And I just feel tight end position, there's so much chemistry things. Yes, Mark Andrews did really well as a rookie. So, and Kittle. But he came out of nowhere. Kittle was a value pick that no one really thought he was doing much out of Iowa. And it segues well from our values because he's literally in that exact same range. So it's going Hawkinson at 
five oh I'm sorry, Mark Andrews at five oh two, Hawkinson at five oh seven, five oh eight, Kyle Pitts. So that's where you're seeing that run where people are getting scared. And I think he's bumped so far up draft boards because of that. People are like, he's the last option to that I could have an elite tight end and that could burn you if you you know set that pick on fire and he takes six weeks to be anything. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. So yeah, take him if he's falling. But don't don't be that guy that takes him above his ADP, in my yep, opinion. For sure. All right, guys. Well, listen to the outro. Um, you'll be able to find out where you can find us on all our social media platforms. But if you think we're wrong, let us know. If you like us, please let us know. <laughs> all right. But that's our tight end rankings. Pay attention here the next day. We'll have our running backs and wide receivers coming at you guys soon. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.